we honor Christ. This is his house. And we're grateful for the privilege just to be in his presence. In his presence is the fullness of joy. At his right hand there are pleasures evermore. We honor also uh, the men of God that are here. Uh, assistant pastor and the elders and ministers, the choir, certainly. Uh, grateful for the choir blessing us this morning and to the musicians, the deacons and missionaries and mothers and to our first lady in her absence, uh, to all of you. Amen. Let's give Jesus some more praise. Yes. Second Kings chapter four. Father, we thank you so much for all of your manifold blessings. You never cease to amaze us. You continue to make ways. and You continue, oh God, to bless. Thank you for being God. A God that is above all other. There's no one else we want to praise but you. No one can do us like you can. Thank you, Lord for making ways out of no way, for bringing us into your house safely. And we pray now that you would bless us through your word. Send it, Father. Send it with power and demonstration of your Holy Spirit. And we'll remember to give your name the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, say it with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Second Kings chapter 4, if you allow me, I'll read verses 1 through 7. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives, the sons of the prophets, unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go, borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. When thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shall pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. It came to pass, when the vessels were full, rather, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. He said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go sell the oil, pay thy debt, live thou and thy children of the rest. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Sanctify it deep down in our hearts that we may grow thereby. Verse 4 is where the Lord has us. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is 
foe. I want to use part of the instruction that the prophet gave this woman. Shut the door. Look at someone before you sit down and say those three words. Shut the door. You may be seated. Shut the door. Today is a very important day. We've reached, by the grace of God, the final Sunday of 2018. The sanctuary, I'm sure, is filled with a plethora of testimonies, a myriad of emotions as a result of what we've experienced. We've had some experiences this year. Look at somebody, tell them, I've been through some stuff this year. Mm -hmm. And there are some, if not many, who could stand up and say, I didn't think I was going to make it this far. Didn't, didn't think I was going to make it. I'm going to join the number. Didn't think. Yeah. Don't have to know all my business, but I can tell you, I didn't think I was going to make it. Look at somebody testifies, tell them I didn't think I was going to make it this far. Hmm. But I understand David's words when he said I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord. I feel my help already. In the land of the living, I've seen his goodness. I've seen his goodness. Mm -hmm. Got a testimony of the fact that if the devil had his way, I wouldn't be standing here. But I saw the goodness of the Lord. Just tap somebody, tell them I've seen his goodness. Here we are coming to the end of another year. Closing period. It's been a quick year. At the same time, it's been a long year. And only those of us who have gone through the ups and downs and had some troubles and sicknesses and trials and tribulations would understand exactly what I'm talking about. And there are two words as we come to the closing of this year that come to my spirit, transition and closure. Say those words with me, transition and closure. I need to minister to you on this morning and Transition is, of course, a process or a period of changing from one state, or I should say condition, to another. And it's important that we have this brief discussion because I'm sure there are those of us and who are thinking, Lord, what, what is next year going to be like? I sure don't want to go through the same stuff next year that I went through this year and here I am at a pivotal point. The Lord has allowed us to make it this far. But there are a few in this room who could say, I've been through so much, I don't know what to expect next year. It's been a lot of pain, a lot of not knowing what's going to happen, a whole lot of stuff. And when you face transition, you some may fear transition because it can mean the ending of a significant piece of my life or 
perhaps a relationship or a job or a stage of life or a way of thinking. It might be difficult and painful for some who are listening to me and something you once counted on as being important and perhaps now you're not sure what it's going to be like when you cross over into the next year. But understand this is a good segue into discussing briefly what closure is all about because closure means finality letting go of what once was moving away from something that was once there finding closure implies a complete acceptance of what has happened it happened it happened I don't know who I'm talking to it happened God wants to bring you to closure because you can't make it through transition if you can't make it through closure. Am I helping somebody in here? Closure. Something has to be finished. Something has to be over. It describes it describes more clearly the ability to go beyond limitations. It's a lot some of you have a whole lot to let go of, a whole lot to get over, a lot of wounds that need to be healed. Uh, and you're trying to weigh the possibilities, and some of you have come up with none because it hurts so bad. I'm just, just keeping it real. I know you got the Holy Ghost, but the pain is real. I know you're speaking in tongues, but the tears are real. So I hear you talking back to me. How do I do it then? What are ways I can find closure? And I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm not a psychologist. And, and some would dare say that these are certain things you should do. And I can go through a list of things. Perhaps if we were sitting down watching Dr. Phil, he would say some of the thing, same things. But I've discovered that man has a whole lot to say about situations, especially when it's not their situation. They have a whole lot of advice to give you. They can sit down for hours and come up with big names and titles to describe your pain. It's your pain. And they're labeling your pain. Hallelujah. They'll even prescribe medication according to your pain. Hallelujah. But I declare unto you that nobody knows you better than God. No one can help you better than God. No one can move it like God can. And I know perhaps there have been stages you've been through, whether it's learning how to take responsibility or some maybe even wrestling with grief. The loss doesn't mean they passed, but they're just not there like they used to be. And you're trying to wrestle with all of this in the process of living saved. And I need to describe it exactly like this. You're trying to wrestle with all of this and be saved. And I need to say it one more time. You're trying to wrestle with all of this and be saved. And what I'm trying to get you to see is perhaps you need to just be saved. Hallelujah. Let God deal with all that stuff. And you just make up your mind that you want to be saved. 
Hallelujah. Look at somebody tell them you just make up your mind that you want to be saved. Yes. So you have to find closure. As a child of God, you owe it to yourself to be able to forget those things that are behind. Yes. And get in the press and press toward the mark. Prize of the high calling. You you have come too far. I don't know who I'm talking to, but you have come too far to keep allowing certain things to hold you down. And understand that God didn't lie to you just because the situation is still there. God didn't lie to you just because the struggle is still prevailing. What he's trying to get you to do is come to a place of closure. He can't take it if you don't let it go. My God, I felt that in my big toe. Help me preach to somebody. Tell them God can't take it if you don't let it go. Because finding closure helps you move into your future. Encumbered and optimistic. And hopefully you'll find that when all is said and done, you'll have learned something valuable out of all that you've been through learned some things about yourself and you've learned some things about God. I've learned hallelujah. Songwriter said I've learned how to suffer. Learned how to live right. In the midst of all that I went through I've learned some things about myself. I've learned that I can't handle this in my flesh. Learned that my mind is too weak to try to even understand some of the things that's been going on And I had to learn how to cast my cares upon the Lord. Why? Because he cares for me. I had to learn how to pray even when I didn't feel like praying. I had to learn how to sing even when I didn't feel like singing. Even if it meant whispering the words out of my mouth. Hallelujah. Throat choking with pain and discouragement. But the words still squeeze out of my mouth. The Lord will make a way somehow. And there's somebody in this house that knows exactly what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Touch somebody. Tell them I've learned some things about God. And I learned some things about myself. Narrative that I read to you out of Second Kings, of course, was written to the Hebrews to give them a historical view their past was not just historical but it was a bit prophetic because the Lord did not want them to continue to make the same mistakes generation after generation he wanted to show them also that it would not matter how large a kingdom or how mighty a king was he was still in control brings us to a theocratic rather mentality, a position that where God would simply say, I don't care who sits in the chair, my power is greater than any power on earth. As a matter of fact, I lift one up and I can pull one down. I set the schedule of leadership. I say who walks in and I say who walks out. I am God. Israel struggled with this because there were many times they would prove to God that they had more, hallelujah, more in flesh. They put more, hallelujah, of their love and their possessions in the arms of flesh than they would in the arms of God. They would concentrate on the strength of men more than the the strength of God. 
God would have to prove to them time and time again that without me, men will fail. Hallelujah. They can only come to a certain point and then they'll wither. And I'll put someone else there. And if you mess with me, I'll cut it short and move them before you think I should move them. I'll put a baby in the chair. Make him ruler if it pleases me. So he would be teaching them that I am in control. It also brings us into the ministry of a man by the name of Elisha. Who would follow, oh God, he would follow a man of God who would teach him and show him the ways of God. Here was a prophet who followed an earlier man of God who taught him how to pray and trust in the word of God was the kind of prophet whom the Lord would anoint to tear down the wisdom of man and tell even kings that they would have to repent and give their lives to Jehovah. He was not afraid to speak truth to power. He was not the kind of prophet that you see today that can only tell you how much is coming in the mail or tell you what color your walls are in the house or tell you what your name is, which is, strikes me strange because if you don't know who you are by now, no one can help you. He was the kind of prophet that would look you in the face and tell you to repent. Hallelujah. He would speak words of God and he was not afraid to go eyeball to eyeball and say what thus saith the Lord. He would also exemplify, hallelujah, the care of our God. What do I mean by this? He would show and prove that God cares about everybody. Tell somebody God cares about everybody. Not only does he care about everybody, and I need to say this because there are some who would try to make you feel that God only cares about certain people. That was true. Many of us would not be blessed like we are today. If he only blessed certain people, I would be messed up right now. And I'm so glad he does not honor where I come from as much as he would honor my faith and his ability to do what I need him to do in my life. So that means nothing I could do in my flesh would merit the blessing that God wants to put in my life. I can't pay for it. There's nothing I can really do for it. I just have to trust and believe that he will do what I need him to do. Touch somebody, tell him I need God to do something for me right now. So the narrative that we read about this widow and her two children reveals that God cares for his faithful who are in need and in distress. I need to put that in the atmosphere because there are some in this room today that the enemy wants you to feel as though because of what you've been through that God doesn't care for you. You ought to know by now the devil is a liar. I need you to touch three people and tell them he cares. He cares. He cares. Yes. Yeah, so 
our story picks up in the lowest part in the life of a woman hallelujah whom the bible says a certain woman doesn't give me her name and perhaps because her name is not as important as her situation it could be anybody in this room going through what this woman had to go through but there are some historians that say that this woman was the wife of the prophet Obadiah it's not the same Obadiah who is considered to be a minor prophet, but this Obadiah was one of the sons of the prophets. Elijah had a school, the sons of the prophets, and there were 50 of them. These were the same gentlemen that watched Elijah and Elisha cross over the Jordan River. They watched as the mantle fell from Elijah to Elisha, and they saw Elijah go up into glory on the fiery chariot wondering whether or not Elisha hallelujah would be able to handle the ministry now that was on his shoulders Elisha would smite the waters with the mantle and say where is the God of Elijah Bible would say that the waters would go down again he would walk over to the other side and the 50 sons of the prophets had to declare that the same God that was with Elijah is with Elisha hallelujah same God that worked miracles through Elijah can work miracles through Elisha Obadiah was one of these prophets that followed him and uh, hallelujah the story is recorded in the Chaldean history book uh, saying that Ahab's son had in the days of Ahab fed the Lord's prophets the Targum which is another history book uh, says that he borrowed money from Jehoram because uh, he did not want to support them out uh, of the property of Ahab so there are other history books that talks about this woman's husband that says he was the kind of preacher that did not borrow money. He could not be paid off. He was a kind of man that took care of his family, but now he is dead. She's going through a transition, something perhaps that she had not thought about before. She was happy. She had children. She had income coming in. She she went to church she knew the word she was married to a preacher but now her husband is dead she comes to the man of God according to the text she comes hallelujah and says I want you to understand that my husband has passed away and you knew that your servant did fear the Lord and the creditor is knocking on my door right now and hallelujah he's threatening to bring my sons into bondage because we can't afford to pay these bills prophet looks back at her and says to her what shall I do for thee tell me what can I possibly do to help you with your situation hallelujah he speaks to her out of care hallelujah he speaks to her out of concern and says what can I possibly do on your behalf 
hallelujah and he says to her what's in your house before she could even answer the question it came to his spirit what's in your house what do you have left hallelujah and she speaks to him and says I don't have anything in my house but this pot of oil hallelujah she's struggling with her situation struggling with this transition that she finds herself in and trying to wrap her mind around what's occurring in her life hallelujah she didn't ask for a handout she just comes to the preacher and now he's questioning what do you have left hallelujah and some of you might get upset about the response of the preacher I came to you for prayer I came hallelujah perhaps for, for something different than you asking me a question behind my request what's in my house but I, I need you to lean on somebody and ask them after all you've been through what do you have left hallelujah it was an important question because perhaps she had overlooked what was left in her house she didn't think anything of it she didn't think much of what was left and she had resigned herself to the fact that she didn't have anything at all to help her out of her situation remember she says I have this pot of oil her husband is a prophet it was customary for a preacher to have anointed oil in their house so in essence she's telling the preacher all I have left is my anointing I don't have any money I don't I don't have anything but hallelujah I still have my anointing am I helping anybody in the room touch somebody tell them I still have my anointing and I submit to you that's the first step to dealing with what you're dealing with if you've lost your anointing the only thing left to do is to go back and say create in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me but there are some of us who have been whittled down where all I have left is the anointing that God has placed in my life we're not all playing church there's some of us that still understand the importance of being able to feel his presence I don't have any money but I can still feel God hallelujah don't seem to have too many friends but I still feel God in my life high five somebody and ask him what do you have left if you can still feel God if you can still feel his presence hallelujah I declare unto you hallelujah God will use what you have left to give you more lay your hand on somebody's shoulder and say God will use what you have left and give you more I'm not talking about a little bit I'm not talking about half baby I'm talking about overflow oh 
High five three people and tell them get ready for overflow. I, I know it's crazy. I don't see a blessing here. I know it looks horrible and it seems impossible. I can't see how he's going to turn this around. But he's God. He can do it like that. He's God. He can flip nothing. And when it turns over, it's something. He's God. He can make ways out of nowhere. He's God. He's God. He's God. Hallelujah. She's struggling. The possibility of my boys being thrown into slavery. Six years according to law. If anyone owed a bill. Six years of slavery on the seventh year. They would be released. How am I going to make ends meet? I have no man in the house. And they're threatening to take my children. And all this preacher can ask me is what's left in my house I want you to notice she didn't get smart with the preacher I want you to notice she did not rise in indignation she did not wiggle her neck she did not put her hands on her hips she simply answered the question I still have oil look at somebody say I still have oil I've been through hell this year but I still have oil oh I feel like preaching people lied on me but I still have oil lost my job but I still have oil who am I talking to I need you just to step out in the middle aisle and say I still have oil hallelujah was sick as a dog hallelujah but I still got oil family was jacked up and the enemy tried to destroy my household but I still have oil raise your hand and tell the preacher I still have oil scream it out of your mouth scream it out of your mouth I still have oil I still have oil and uh, the preacher says alright then I need you to leave your house and I need you to uh, borrow from your neighbors understand this took some courage because I don't want you to think that when you're going through nobody knows what you're going through and the preacher's telling her to go to the same folks that are talking about your situation knock on their door and say can I borrow an empty vessel could you imagine the talk hallelujah after she left she ain't got no money she ain't got nothing in her house and this crazy lady now is asking for empty vessels she didn't ask for a cup of 
she did not ask them to fill the vessel she obeyed God and said can I borrow an empty vessel sometimes God will tell you to do crazy things while you're going through a crazy situation but I told you he's like that I'm going to confine the minds of those who think they've already figured you out I'm going to twist the minds of those who had nerve enough to dictate your plights and to speak a negative word against your progress I am the blesser I am the way maker I am the deliverer oh yes I am you just ask anybody that I brought out and they'll tell that I, I can make waves out of, do I have anybody in here that can testify to somebody and tell them I know what he's talking about she borrows empty vessels and the instructions hallelujah go further he says when you get the vessels I want you to go back to your house and when you come in shut the door upon you and your sons and pour out into those vessels now logically I'm saying there's an issue here because I've only got one pot of oil and you told me to bring all of these empty vessels into my house and you're speaking to me like I don't know how to close the door to my own house hallelujah she could have got frustrated again and spoke out of judgment for God's instruction but she goes and shuts the door hallelujah on her sons and tells them bring the vessels to me and you know the story that we read she pours out look at somebody and tell them and she poured out I submit unto you I don't know who it is among us that needs a miracle you're in transition but God is trying to bring you first to a place of closure because baby if you don't close the last chapter you'll mess up in the next chapter you can't bring what happened yesterday and what I'm trying to bring you in for your tomorrow you can't mix what used to be with what shall be I need you to help me preach and tell your neighbor you can't mix what used to be with what shall be so I submit to you that closing the door was so much more than a natural thing it had a whole lot to do with her status how she felt about herself how she dealt with her situation and her faith in God's word 
she had to make sure she shut the door oh I feel the Holy Ghost in my bosom I need you to help me preach in this room shake their hand somebody next to you grab their hand and say God is trying to bring closure I don't know what you've been going through but I feel God shutting it down hallelujah but you gotta shut the door she had to shut the door because if she left it open some of those nosy neighbors might have stopped by to see what's going on but look at somebody say it ain't none of your business the next move of God God said nobody will see it but you the next move of God they'll see it when I'm done oh I felt that in my spirit tell your neighbor everybody else will see it when God is done I'm gonna let you come out but when you come out you're gonna come out with everything I said belongs to you I'm gonna let you come out but when you come out they won't even recognize you I'm gonna bring you out with paid bills I'm gonna bring you out with a better job I'm gonna bring you out with money in your pocket I'm gonna bring you out before I bring you out you need to shut the door hallelujah who am I talking to I feel you in my spirit I feel you reaching in my bosom lean on your neighbor and tell him shut the door shut out every demon that's been telling you you gonna lose your mind shut the door and tell that demon you can't come in here I'm getting ready to get my miracle shut the door to every naysayer who said you can't make it any further the devil is a liar shut the door and pour out hallelujah and the more you pour out the more I'll bless you didn't I tell you that in blessing I will bless you and in multiplying I'll multiply you I want to fix it so that when you get this blessing everybody will see that I'm truly your God and I can do anything I said 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 anything the Holy Ghost won't let me leave here I said anything I find your neighbor and say he can do anything 
Hallelujah. Her life had been emptied out. But God was getting her ready for overflow. I hear it in my spirit. Tell my people who are in transition. Tell them I said shut the door. Shut the door. Hey God. Don't let what they did to you hinder you from getting your miracle. Shut the door. Don't let how you feel hinder you from getting your miracle. Shut the door. And when you get inside, pour out. Raise your hand and pour out everything you got left. All I got left is my anointing. Pour it out and I'll bring the increase. All I got left is a hallelujah. Pour it out and I'll bring an increase. All I got left is a thank you, Jesus. Pour it out and I'll bring the increase. All I got left is a glory. Pour it out and I'll bring the increase. I find somebody and say, Pour it out and he'll bring the increase. Pour it out and he'll bring the increase. Pour it out and he'll bring the increase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you. God said, close it. Shut the door. I don't want you to have any interruptions. I don't want any doubters in the room with you. Shut the door to that relationship. I'm going to give you what I want you to have. Shut the door. Hallelujah. Shake somebody's hand one more time. Now say shut the door. Hallelujah. If I were you refuge, I'd get ready for abundant provision. If I were you, I'd get ready for overflow. I'm not talking to somebody that already feels they have it all. But I'm talking to somebody that's been through hell. You've been through a whole lot of stuff. God sent me here to talk to you and to tell you to shut the door and get ready for overflow. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. I said say yeah. I said say yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to blow your mind. I'm going to turn it around. Yes. I am your portion. I hear the Lord say, I'm going to give you more. 
more than you can imagine exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask oh thank God it's gonna be alright look at somebody tell him it's gonna be alright come on tell him like you know for yourself it's gonna be alright it's gonna be alright cause the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want to die he maketh me lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters and he restores my soul tell your neighbor he restores my soul he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake and yea yea oh I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'll fear no evil my rod thy staff feel comfort me share share and for all my haters point at somebody and say for all your haters he'll prepare a table in the presence of your enemies sit at the table pull up a chair the feast of the Lord is going on tell your neighbor he's going to bless you and all your enemies he'll know you're blessed and he'll anoint my head with oil my cup it runneth over my cup it runneth over hold your head walk around the temple and say ain't nothing wrong with me my cup is just running over I feel the anointing yeah I feel the increase yeah say yeah say yeah and surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever thank you Father I feel my help in here but I need you to testify just one more time walk over to somebody cross the aisle if you have to get them by the hand I said neighbor I feel a dance 
coming on. But before you dance, I want to give you the keys to help you through your transition and to bring closure to what you've already been through and to get ready for what the Lord has for you. Shut the door and pour it out and wait for your increase. Shut the door, pour it out and wait for your increase. Shut the door, pour it out and wait for your increase. Shut the door, pour it out and wait for your increase. Come on, do it with me. Turn around and pull the door shut. Shut the door. Now pour it out. Yeah. Pour out a praise. Yeah. Pour out a hallelujah. Yeah. Pour out a thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Pour it out. Yeah. Praise him in the house. Shut the door. Pour it out. And I'll send the increase. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Hands. 